What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show, co-host of the Hit It to Hoover SEC baseball podcast with Jake Nichols. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Facebook and Instagram at the Mitch Davis Show, and always check out the website, themitchdavisshow.com. We are two weeks away from college baseball season. Opening day, it is Friday, February 2nd. Two weeks from now, we'll all be sitting across stadiums across the country cheering on our favorite college baseball teams and covering them and being around them. Really exciting times as college basketball kind of makes that turn over to March Madness and college baseball and softball also kind of make their uh, grand entrance. So a lot of excitement in college athletics. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com. You can also... Find some of my work from the Hit It to Hoover podcast over at College Baseball Central. Going to be doing work with them. Wonderful, wonderful group. Going to be doing a lot of work with the SEC Baseball, uh, sending podcasts over to them and letting them um, letting us kind of work together and, and growing the game. I'm really excited about working with the guys over at College Baseball Central. On today's podcast, going to be joined by the head coach of the Memphis Tigers, Matt Reiser. Uh, Coach Reiser is full of excitement and full of energy about Tigers baseball and is really building something special in the 901. Uh, Really excited to watch how his year one goes as he kind of navigates the waters and kind of gets Memphis ready to take that next step into uh, college baseball lore. I mean, Memphis has always been there. It's a hotbed for recruiting. Uh, Has always just kind of been in the background, but Coach Reiser is ready to take them to that next level, get Memphis back to the postseason, and then even also make a trip to Omaha to get Memphis baseball playing in the College World Series. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. And at this time, I would like to welcome Coach Matt Reiser to the Mitch Davis Show podcast to talk Memphis baseball. Really excited about bringing you guys this interview. want to welcome the brand new head coach of the Memphis Tigers baseball uh, program Matt Reiser to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. Coach, it is an honor to have you on the first time for you to come on. Welcome to Memphis and welcome to the program. Mitch, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you having us on. Uh, anytime I get to talk about the Tigers, man, it just it, it warms my heart and I get excited and uh, I'm ready to compete and ready to go get after with these guys. Coach, let's talk about your journey to get to Memphis. Obviously, you've succeeded everywhere you've been and, and why Memphis? Why, why Memphis at this time? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. You said it. Why at this time? Um, if I'm being dead honest, five years ago, I probably don't take the job. And and just being very blunt and forward, um, you know, everybody knew the investment was being made in Memphis basketball. Uh, the investment was being made in Memphis football. Um, but, you know, in all honesty, you know, Laird sees the vision for this next step for, for Memphis athletics uh, to go to Power 5 and, and really felt like, you know, he knew that we could be very successful in baseball here. There's a plenty of talent around. Uh, all the SECs come in the hotbed of talent here and, and digging into West Memphis and North Mississippi. And uh, But he knew also if we made the investment in the baseball that this thing could take off and then go in the right direction. And they did that last year. You know, they spent $3.5 million on the facility. Uh, and what I continue to tell people is, you know, in that, in that conversation with Laird, uh, our expectations matched up. And, and that's good to see. You know, my, what my sense of winning is, uh, and what his sense of winning is uh, uh, aligned, and 
when you see that, uh, it's not, hey, man, hey, we made one investment in baseball and go away. Hey, as you guys continue to grow this thing, you continue to win, we'll continue to invest in the sport and give you the resources to be competitive at the highest level. Coach, I want to ask you about the renovations that are, are now being done, so FedEx Park and Fulgram Field there. Talk about those. We're kind of in phase one, phase two, get the playing surface, and then kind of get the facelift after that. Talk about those renovations, how that helps you in recruiting. Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, just to get the, the wheels in motion, right, uh, what they did last year with the stadium, uh, I mean, literally put into the last ball, I think an hour before first pitch of the last year, right? Uh, but the, the wall and the, the jumbotron and obviously the turf, uh, just a, a really gorgeous setup between the lines, in all honesty. Um, and, and like you said, like again, to continue to grow and, and go in the direction we want to, uh, some things have been done beforehand that, you know, are, are now starting to get outdated. It's always an arms race, you know, with a locker room and uh, obviously all the amenities. But uh, we have plenty of space here to continue to grow and develop our guys. Uh, and that's what it's about. It's just making it better. Does it always happen as fast as we want to make things happen? Absolutely not. Uh, but that's just, you know, that's who we are as, as coaches. And, and obviously, as, uh, I want to push forward and, and just, uh, you know, trying to get this next step going. Uh, but now it's getting to the baseball aspect of it, right? As we grow the stadium, I mean, we got to play better ball. And as we play better ball, you know, more fans will come. And as more fans will come, we'll stay connected to the community. And then we're going to have to build space that, that, that can accommodate that, right? Uh, you know, we want to get this cooking club off and off the ground and get that area going just to give us some type of atmosphere and energy. Uh, we want to get the kids zone going. We want to get the student section going. Uh, you know, we've got the fraternities and sororities coming out here in a couple of weeks because it is about student engagement. And I've made them very well aware. We need you guys engaged, right, to build that home atmosphere. And, uh, yeah, that's great. We can go down to Oxford. It's not that our guys – uh, you know, are afraid of that type of environment. But I can tell you that type of environment definitely energizes, you know, that other dugout that's in, at the home team, right? Uh, we want to be able to get our guys in front of the same, you know, amenities. And we, we know where we're at from a tennis standpoint. We're last in the league in attendance, and there's some things we got to do. One is play better brand of baseball uh, and continue to grow from that standpoint of it. But obviously, too, give them – not only a reason to come through the doors, but a reason to come back to the doors, right? So we want it not to only be uh, baseball people involved, but be people that want to be involved with Memphis, just athletics in general, uh, and make an experience for them that they want to come back after. Coach, I want to ask you, you know, obviously you saw Oral Roberts uh, last year make it yeah. to Omaha. We've seen Coastal mm -hmm. Carolina win a national championship with several mid-major G5, you know, right there on the crust of Power 5 uh, teams that are ranked in top 25 right now. What is it going to take for Memphis to get to that level and, and not only get to regionals and hosting regionals, but get even bigger picture, get to Omaha? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's funny because, you know, uh, when we talked to our team, like, hey, man, you guys played Oral Roberts last year. How many guys think you'd be in Omaha? You know, like, coach, man, we didn't think that'd be it. And that's what we're talking about. Like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody starts out 0-0. Um, there's a lot of things to build towards that. There's some momentum you got to build towards that, but there's some belief you got to build towards that too. And understanding that, hey man, that yes, this is probably the one sport uh, that you can play for a national championship. You know, in all honesty, uh, you know, and, and we can uh, truly do it on a, on a daily basis and, and go out there and be year in year out contenders because of the level of uh, talent we have in area because of the national brand that we have as well so if we can't get the local talent right you go out to, to florida or you go to texas or you go wherever you want to in the country people know what the memphis logo is um and so you continue to sell that you continue to sell the american conference with the ability to possibly move into the acc or big 12 uh so i think it all kind of goes hand in hand that you can hit it from a recruiting standpoint you can hit it from a development standpoint we have the resources we continue to talk about that in our recruiting sit down as like 
you know, yeah, we don't have a $60 million stadium like Mississippi State. That's okay. They can't take that between the white lines, right? But every resource they have to maximize what they have potential was, uh, we can do the same thing here. So when you get onto the field, there is no competitive disadvantage. And I think that's the forward thinking that we've enjoyed of our administration so far is that, um, yeah, hey, man, you know, what what you need, hey, man, get it done. Uh, because we don't only want to be just on the same playing field, right? We want to find the competitive advantage uh, to help us continue to progress forward. Coach, last question I kind of have on that lines. We'll talk recruiting after that. But I'm going to ask you about building off of the success of others on the campus. Obviously, men's basketball uh, made it to the NCAA tournament last year. Of course, football is doing what football is doing, uh, you know, possible trips to the college football playoffs next fall. Talk about building off of that success and how that helps not only your program, but it helps all the athletic department as a whole. Well, 100%. Well, and again, you know, just our administration understands that, yes, uh, basketball, you know, is a, is a money maker, right? I mean, going to that FedEx form and you see fifteen thousand folks in there, it's awesome. Uh, also, what football's done, just coming off one of the greatest seasons they've ever had, uh, and you, and you hit the nail on the head in the beginning of it. It's about timing, right? It's all about timing. Are you in the right place at the right time? Uh, hey, man, we've got back-to-back Sweet 16 for women's soccer, back-to-back NCAA uh, regional for men's soccer, right? I think Rifle was in the in the postseason last year. Like, every single sport is just thriving off of each other, you know, and they're feeling that energy. Uh, and that, that right now is probably the most prominent time for us to make this push to a power five. I mean, when you get all your sports that are winning at that kind of level, uh, also we got to get the baseball program at that level too, right? Uh, it's been some time since we've been there, uh, but now the investment's been made. We've got a young coaching staff that's extremely energetic and enthusiastic about building this thing and, and, and to what we believe it can be. Uh, and I think that's what it takes. It takes the belief that, hey, man, we can take this thing to a whole nother level and be involved and not take the space of football or basketball, but we want to share that space for sure. Coach, kind of, this is going to kind of go hand in hand, but I want to, before I ask about the recruiting, I want to ask you about the scheduling. Obviously, I'm looking at the schedule. Y'all open up at Jackson State. Y'all got Wright State on the schedule. And yep. then the big news is Ole Miss and Mississippi State are both going to come to campus to yep. play FedEx Park. That's big for the program. Oh, 100%. You know, and we talked, had some conversations. And look, man, uh, AutoZone Park, you know, the whole deal downtown, it, it's it's awesome. It's a great setup. But when you fit 2,500 into, into here, into Fogelman, right, in FedEx Park, uh, opposed to being downtown, there's just a different sense of energy being on campus. Uh, so we're very fortunate both those guys are going to come visit us this year. Also, we'll have the home on home. We'll do the return trip. And hopefully, the Canadian grow up, right? Hopefully, get Arkansas in, right, to come in. And as many SECs as we possibly can to come in on the way to play Ole Miss or even Mississippi State uh, and pass through Memphis. And, again, we've got, we've got great things to kind of attract some folks to come in and come play us here. Uh, but also, it's a balance of the the, the RPI. So you got to play your fair share of road games too, as well. So uh, you know, we got like you said, Jacksonville State. Come, uh, we're going to them, uh, who competes in the Conference USA again. Just a great mid-major uh, conference that we can compete there and build that RPI. You got Wright State coming into our place. Uh, who's been to uh, gosh knows how many regionals in the last ten years? I mean, almost every single year uh, if they haven't won their conference. So you got regional opponents. You got SEC Power Five opponents on the schedule that prepare you for at the end of the day to go through the American Conference, right? And I think the American Conference is, is I think we upgraded in all honesty. I mean, Charlotte's coming off a regional final. UTSA was in the top 25 for multiple weeks last year. FAU's been in regional, I think, five or six of the last nine seasons. Uh, you know, Rice is Rice. I mean, heck, they won a national championship not that long ago, right? Uh, but you're talking about some traditional powerhouses in baseball that, that I think really helped our, our league be a multi-bid league. I mean, you're talking about a three, possibly four-bid league now moving forward. So with a non-conference schedule, get you prepared for the American Conference. You compete well in there. 
you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket at the end of the year and hope you win the tournament, right? And, and you're sitting there with, uh, like, you know, Tulane, I think, had 14 wins last year and won the tournament and they get the NCAA bid. If they don't, they're out, right? And if they don't win, it's a one-bid league. Uh, I think the league dynamics completely changed, and so I think it's uh, really helped us to be able to move forward with that schedule. And, and, again, we're in a good location. We can have a fair share of people come down and play us, and we can play our fair share on the road as well. Coach, I want to ask you about the recruiting process, and obviously so so much of this is now transfer portal. We'll talk about the roster. But what yeah. is that recruiting pitch uh, kind of like when you go into those living rooms of those young kids? What do you tell them? Why Memphis of those kids? Yeah, it's, it's kind of essentially what sold me, right? Uh, again, hey, man, five years ago, I told you don't go to Memphis. Right? But now the investment and the timing to come here, this is the monster you want to buy your seat for right now. I mean, you better get on the wagon before there's not a seat left. Um, and helping them understand that, hey, man, you know, in 2021, I think they won, I don't know, seven conference games, whatever it was, eight conference games. They had three guys drafted. If you put numbers up in this league, regardless of winning or not winning, you're going to get a chance, an opportunity at the next level. I mean, we just had, you know, two more guys make the big leagues uh, that played here and, and made, gave us three big leaguers, right, for the season at the end of the year. Uh, all your dreams can come true. So I, I get it, man. SEC is SEC, right? Uh, it is the best conference in the country. Nobody's denying that. Nobody's, you know, uh, shying away from that. But in the same sense is if you go to South Carolina or you go to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, and you only throw 10 innings, you can't be a first round throwing 10 innings. You come into the American Conference, you come in, you're a Friday or Saturday starter or Sunday starter, uh, you put up the 15 home runs and the 50 RBIs in this league, nobody's questioning the talent you're playing. They know what the American Conference has you offer. They know what, uh, obviously, the non-conference schedule that you're playing and the opponents you're playing. So, uh, you know, obviously, the longer you play, it gives them more opportunity to see, right, for those scouts. But at the end of the day, you put up the numbers here – you're going to have a chance to be a first, second, third rounder and have the same opportunity to go as far as you want to and be a big leaguer. Coach, I want to ask you about the the roster a little bit now. I'm going to start listing off names and kind of yeah. ask you some questions. we got, you know, Pierre Seals, Austin Baskin, which is a guy that I'm very excited about, see his development. I want to ask you in particular about Baskin. Uh, for, we'll start with Baskin. Talk about his development this offseason. What can Tiger fans be excited about? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, just just so proud of him as a leader uh, of what he's done, the buy-in. I told him that in his fall exit meeting. You know, we'll get through the fall practices and uh, and group work, and then we'll sit down and kind of assess some things. Hey, here's our expectations for the spring. Here's what we want to be better. Here's what we want to – we did really well, you know, whatever it may be. And I told him this, that, you know, I was just so proud of the way he accepted us, right? I mean, this is the third coaching staff in three years for him. Uh, really easy, and, and not just him, but, you know, all those guys that have been here, you know, Dubos and Durham and uh, Curtis, and, I mean, the list goes on on Warren, you know, Jackson Lines. There's all those guys, that, that good core group that has been here, uh, and it was a part of the reason why I took the job. I mean, you could see them fiending and wanting to win. Um, so for me to come in and say, hey, man, you know, we're going to be a rebuild year, sorry, these guys only get, you know, one career. That's it. And they're most of them in their last year. This is their last hoorah. Uh, again, easy for them to fight us and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to get accomplished. Uh, but Bam was a guy who I told him, I said, hey, man, you haven't bat an eye at anything we've asked you to do. You played your behind off. You've been a great leader. And others have followed in that same sense, right? We've, we had to go to the transfer portal to go get players to be competitive. And that was reality of it. Uh, so we want to compete for American Conference Championship this year, and I thought we did a really good job of with our staff of getting in there and getting after it. It's not the model we'll use moving forward, right, of having to go get maybe eight to nine, ten transfers. But for us to be competitive year one, that's what we had to do. Bam, way he's going about his business as a leader and way he's going about his play on the field and how hard he's playing has allowed those older guys who are probably some stuck in their ways a little bit 
uh, go, hey, man, if he's if he's going to buy in, who's been here with his third coach, I mean, who am I not to buy in right to it? Uh, he's done just a really fantastic job of leading those guys. He's also put a lot of hard work in. He was 178 pounds uh, last year during the springtime. Uh, that sucker's up to 215 pounds right now. Uh, it's strong. It's physical. He's hitting the ball a long way. He's moving really, really well at third base. Uh, has really done a good job. You know, he was in right field last year, played a little field the year before that. He's just so versatile in what he can do. But uh, the play is going to be there. I mean, he's going to sit in the three-hole or four-hole force. And just but the leader component of it, I think, is what's going to give us a shot to make a run at this thing and be competitive this year. Coach, I want to ask you about Will Marcy, the preseason AAC All-American. That's a mouthful right there, the transfer from NC State, the transfer portal guy. Talk about him. How excited are you and your coaching staff for Marcy? Yeah, you know, uh, we, I mean, we targeted him right off the get-go. We knew what we needed. Uh, you know, we, we lost Brandon Skinner last year and, and knew what he had brought to the table for that, that club and uh, just kind of a table set at the end. I mean, he had to find somebody very similar to him. Um uh, he comes in, I mean, it's 6'3", right? I mean, he's just a great-looking kid, can run like a deer. He's got a little bit of power in the bat, uh, got decent arm strength. Like, he he profiles a typical, uh, you know, pro guy, and I say that just from the tool set standpoint. Uh, you know, and a young man that was just looking for something that helped fit him and what he was trying to do, uh, want to come in and come run. Like, Skip, I know that's what you guys do. Like, my profile, uh, I think. Can I have uh, going to maximize my profile from, from a draft standpoint uh, that I have to be able to run and learn how to run the base and steal bags and take those bags along with hitting a little bit of, of power? I said, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll teach you to do it. We'll get you to uh, help you to do it. We're going to do it. It's going to be some of our belief in how we run our, our program. So we were very, very fortunate to get him in. Uh, just a really, really talented player uh, who's continued to grow in our program, to be honest with you. I've been very, very proud of how he's accepted some things and, you know, and had some of the hard conversations. Like, hey, man, we expect this out of you. We need to be better here. Yes, yeah, sir, you got it, and just move forward. So, But, again, I think that goes back to some of those guys who have been here, those seniors who have been sort of accepting of how we've gone about our business and this new uh, kind of way we're doing some things uh, that Marcy comes in from NC State going, oh, who am I to question what this staff's doing? Hey, man, if this guy's got his third coach in three years and he's doing it, I might as well do the same thing. Coach, I want to ask you about this pitching staff. A lot of excitement around them. Coach, I want to ask you, what does that weekend pitching staff look like for y'all this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's what carried them last year, you know, uh, to, to have some improvement last year's club. Um, you know, I, mean, I think they had one game improvement in conference play. They went from nine wins to ten wins and a couple games better right on the overall record. Uh, but, you know, Fowler and Kendrick, I mean, that was a that was a real Friday night guy being the American Conference Pitcher of the Year, and that was a real closer. So when you got a starter or finisher like that, uh helps you win some ball games for sure. So I don't think we we have it from that end of it, right? I think they were pretty concrete on who Fowler was going to be, right? Uh, and I knew who Kendrick was going to be, just the history and, and kind of coming back. Uh, so we got to be a year better with some guys, and I think we are. You know, uh, Dave Warren came out of camp, I mean, just uh, just – Head and shoulders down, Friday night guy, and just the stuff's been good. Don't get me wrong, but just the maturity and the ability to be able to pitch and the misses and just the whole nine yards have just been uh, streamed Friday night guy for us. Uh, Luke Ellis is definitely a year better. Uh, you know, really kind of built off the momentum he got last year. 
uh, coming in that relief for those guys and, and, and really just, you know, had that freshman uh, All-American type year, all-conference year to now, like, hey, man, you got another step to take. You got to start realizing that you, you're a dude, right? You're not just a, a bullpen guy anymore. You're not a freshman anymore. Uh, you got a chance to be a dude in this league. And so uh, I think those guys have gave us a really good look for a one-two punch. But we've got other guys beating on the door for, for those weekend rotation spots. Logan Rushton's back after, you know, being injured and being out last year. Probably one of the toughest SOBs that you'll that you'll have, and, and just love the coach, right? Uh, you got to tone down sometimes, but that's fantastic. You know, that's just a competitor that's inside of him. That's the toughest inside that you love to see. Uh, you know, obviously you got you know, I got like Seth Garner who pitched on weekends last year. Another just a, a tough young man who loves to get after it. And then we've got a left-hander um, in Hudleski. Uh, he has been 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 really good. Just it's very unorthodox. It's not a it's not a, anything that uh, is real clean. It's it's kind of funky coming at you. It's not as typical left-handed repertoire. Balls kind of go all over the place. Uh, just really really hard to square up. But again, another young man who's just really mature in what he is and how he goes about his business. So uh, there'll be some other guys that will that can possibly buy for those starting rotation spots. But um, you know, probably the the young one that's back that uh, I'm really excited about is Caden Robinson. Uh, was a true freshman last year, threw a lot of good innings for those guys. Uh, but he's really taken a step forward too to be in this rotation. And so I think you can see some combination. I think Warren's on Friday, you know, as we start out the year. But the Ellis, Hudjaleski, Rushing, Robinson uh, kind of ordeal. You just kind of see those guys mix in week in, week out. You know, we're in the, the midweek starter into the weekend rotation. Coach, last question I have for you. I want to ask you, you've been in Memphis for a little bit of time now. Have you got a uh, favorite barbecue place you're go-to now? I do, man. Look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was a wet rib guy my whole life, right? And I got up here. Uh, we did the rendezvous, right, downtown interview with my wife. And, and you know, they got the dry rub. I'm like, ah, let's, let's, you know, it's famous. Let's try it. Uh, I have completely converted over to the dry rub. Okay. And Courtney's Barbecue has been my spot, man. They have just. Solid. They, oh, just so solid. <laughs> so solid. They've. We've, we've taken recruits there, like, hey, man, we got to get barbecue. Let's go over to Corky's. Uh, they've just been really, really good with us, and it's been a great place. I've really enjoyed it. Coach, on the record, I'm going to tell you, eat at Baby Jack's. They got the wet and the dry rub. There's yeah. a location in Bartlett and in my hometown of Arlington. Both okay. ribs are fantastic. I would, And the barbecue, obviously, is really good. It is a hole-in-the-wall type place, but, man. Right. It is. It's good. <laughs> hey, we'll be spending some time in Arlington. You know, we got the three boys from Arlington High School coming in for next year's class, so uh, we'll be spending a little time up there watching them play too. So I'm gonna have to grab me some barbecue when I go up. Coach Riser, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Davis Show. Good luck this season. Go Tigers, y'all. Mitch, I really appreciate it, buddy. Go Tigers, go. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show, co host of the Hit It to Hoover SEC Baseball Podcast with Jake Nichols. And a very special thank you to Coach Matt Reiser from the Memphis Tigers Baseball Program for joining me to talk about all the exciting things that are happening within Memphis baseball. Really, really excited about watching him grow the program and getting Memphis to the next level and getting Memphis back to the postseason and even a trip or two out to Omaha for the College World Series. Again, I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show, co-host of the Hit It to Hoover. And you can also check out the Hit It to Hoover podcast on the College Baseball Central. Uh, wonderful guys. Really excited to start working with them and bringing them coverage of SEC baseball and also mix in a little American athletic as well. Again, thank you for listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast.